0: Hey, listeners, if you're ready to change your life, you've come to the right place. My name is Kayla of Truth, and I'm your catalyst dedicated to sharing good vibes, mind-expanding, and heart-centered information. Knowledge is power. In this fast-paced world, it is so easy to get distracted by the matrix and miss out on connecting with the right people and information that will truly help you in living your best life. On this radio program, I save you time and energy by sharing awesome people, new discoveries, life solutions, and wisdom to help you take action and create a positive shift in your life. I invite you to join me and share in this exciting adventure. Listen to Beyond the Veil on innerlightradio.com every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Beyond the Veil, inspiring conscious evolution.
1: There's balance in our duality. As our energies explore the possibilities, time is but an illusion,
0: and information is power.
1: You're listening to InnerlightRadio.com,
0: the healing frequency. Innerlightradio.com, where we go beyond the surface level of reality and dive deep to reveal hidden truths and exciting revelations. So, thank you all for joining us today. The time is now 1 p.m. Eastern, and I believe it is 10 a.m. on the West Coast. I hope you're all feeling amazing today and in good vibrations. And if you're not, hopefully by the end of this show, you will be. Before I invite my guest on the air, I would first like to give you a bit of history and background on my intentions and vows for this show and a little bit of who I am. So first, the unfolding of the background behind Beyond the Veil, the show and myself. So I've always been fascinated by the power and influence of media. As a child, I was a performer, singer, artist and writer. I was in choirs. I loved watching movies and I quickly learned from observing the experience of humans when they would interact with different forms of media, that it had this great power to unite people and to teach people and to elevate people's uh, awareness and understanding of reality. So as I grew older, I got into media, I started making movies, I started learning animation and music, and, and it just became this new, amazing passion in my life. And it's a passion that hasn't really... Uh, Gone away. Not at all. If anything, it's definitely got stronger. Um, So I've been wanting to do a radio program for quite some time now, but my life was a total mess. I had a lot of things to grow through, and I kept telling myself to wait until things were more in divine alignment and let nature take its course. Before I felt ready to take this on, I had to, you know, do a lot of cleansing, a lot of reprogramming. And a lot of just um, trying to understand who I am and come into a greater center of alignment with who I am. And so I decided to listen to that intuitive voice and trust in divine timing and trust that you know, things were going to come together when it was meant to come together. And I would say that's probably been one of the most challenging things in my life. Because for those of us who are highly creative, we're visionaries, we're very fiery and passionate, what we want to do, we want to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. But sometimes the universe pushes back. And it kind of shows you and sends you messages that indicate that either you're not ready yet, you're not in fully alignment, or there's some other things that you need to cleanse and, and fix in your life. Um, Once I affirmed to the universe that I was ready for my life to begin and to undergo something greater, I went through a huge transformation and to the point where when I reached the the end of this phase, I could barely recognize myself. I definitely was not the same person I was when I started this journey 10 years ago. So the learning curve has been steep, but the learning lessons have been tremendous my vow to you listeners is to be a real raw and authentic humble human being who is of service to your elevation of consciousness through creating experiences that i hope will act as a catalyst in your lives i come to you as i am with my flaws my imperfections and my vulnerability from my heart to yours thank you so much for embarking on this journey with me now today i'm super excited to invite on uh, my guest I'm going to tell you a little bit more about her in a minute. Uh, I've known this uh, lovely person for I think about at least eight almost eight years now. Um, she is very intuitive, one of the most intellectual people I have in my life who I have turned to and in, in many moments of difficulty and obstacle and she's a person who has come through many challenges and obstacles of her own. And has definitely transformed into an amazing being. So her area that she likes to speak about is how to understand your intuition and how your mental programming works. So that you can better manifest the reality that you desire. So without further ado, I would like to welcome on Hildegard Miner. Thank you so much, Kay, for having me on. I'm so
1: thrilled to be here and very grateful to be given the opportunity to speak to you today Uh at a station, in a Light Radio. It's right up my alley and beyond the whale even more so since what we are speaking about is all about going beyond the obvious and it just seems so incredibly aligned and I feel very emotional about it actually because way back then when life fell apart, the 3D typical 3D stay-at-home mom, three little kids life I used to live back then uh, fell by the wayside. I had nothing but my journal to talk to and the journal said to me, the people will come, follow your heart, follow your values and you will be Mission number one accomplished, to raise your kids. And after that, share your story. And in those days, I didn't even know what that meant. And to be here today, not only to, you know, have made your acquaintance and have become a dear friend of mine over the years as well, and then have the opportunity to be here with you today and talk to your listeners is such an incredible dream come true. So Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I I very much appreciate being here.
0: It's my pleasure. So, you know, you and I've had lots of conversations about the challenges we've gone through personally in our lives. And we often talk about, you know, different different energy cycles that we experience in our in our reality and learning to ha- learning how to understand how our, our you know, individual intuition works because as we as I think most of us understand how each person communicates with their intuition or how they're even able to interpret the information come from their, coming from their intuition is very different. Um, and, you know, you and I also talk about how to come into greater sense of self-knowledge. So first, like how, how, like when you're working with a client or even just um, working on yourself, how did you, come into understanding how your intuition worked? Great question.
1: Because let's start at the beginning. And the beginning is I'm just assuming that on some level or another, all of our physical existence is dominated by our five physical senses. And what we see with our physical eyes is what we believe to be reality. At least I speak here for myself. That's how I had been conditioned for three decades, that I was a physical body. I was separate from the physical body next to me, could have been my mother, my husband, my kids, whatever. And I had no connection to the so-called inanimate objects, whether they were the trees or the table or a car I was driving. That... Is part of our reality, but when my reality came crashing down, and i let give you just a very short background. So I grew up as an ordinary person on a a farm in Germany, and I was told, like many of us, you have to work hard, get a good education, get a job, get married, get the house and the books, have the kids, and, you know, live happily ever after. Well, I thought I'd done everything right by age 33. The three kids were there. The house and the burbs were there. The successful on the career track business husband was there. Yet I suddenly had an encounter with an aspect of myself that I didn't even believe existed. And mind you, I was raised Catholic. And there is a certain mindset coming along with my religious conditioning as well. So after the birth of my third child, I found myself lying on a sidewalk, the neighbors running together, my oldest son, six at the time, holding on to his little four-year-old brother, a neighbor holding this nine-months or six-months-old baby, however old he was at the time. And I'm saying, People, what's all this stuff about? What are you doing? I am here. And the body was lying on the sidewalk and the ambulance came. And in the next instant, what I described now in that many words happened all in lightning speeds, like switching frames on the television camera. You know, at I don't know how many frames a second. I found myself in the light. I was blinded by it. I covered my eyes, or I tried to cover my eyes or protect it from the brightness. And I suddenly realized I don't have a body. Crap, I'm dead. I have kids to raise. Mm. That's just not an option. So in those moments, and there were many of them, I suddenly entered an aspect of me or got in touch with an aspect of my what I today like to call universal consciousness that I couldn't process coming back into a hospital setting or the house I used to live in with the man I was living with for 10 years. I was severely disoriented. And the frame of reference, which in my logical mind had operated, was overburdened. So I came to conclude from that, and what I'm now putting down into a couple of sentences this took years for me to figure out. My journey started 28 years back. But what I concluded was the logic is stuck in the frame of reference of the already experienced. And we have become accustomed to our life being a certain way. And the most horrible and scary thing for human being is to go into the great unknown. Mm -hmm. And in the unknown is where the most accelerating discoveries and opportunities are buried. And how do I access those parts of me? And how do I what I like to call today, shift vibration out of a fear-based, control, left-brained, conditioned existence to one where the heart inspires the head. And I become very clear on my values, and I analyze my values according on the time spent on what I value the most. And my uh, oftentimes I say, when people say, well, I'm so stressed. Well, yes, stress is, among other things, a sign from our soul to say, hello, the way you do life is not what you were designed to do. So I had to come close to death because I was ignoring the guidance from my inner, body, my inner soul self. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. And consequently, something severe had to happen because I was ignoring the voice from within. It's almost like you're taking a computer, and in the 90s, I didn't have a computer. There were no words for software, hardware, uh, you know, networks, stuff like that didn't exist. So I couldn't communicate what happened to me in so many words. But I like the analogy today we can use of technology, computer, smartphone, whatever. If you believe that all you are is your body, Then many of us experience ourselves as victims of circumstance. Things are the way they are, because we were conditioned to believe that they were. The minute we start to question what is, and we start to ask whatever you want to call it, your inner soul, divine guidance, you know, off-planet, ET, friends, whatever it is, you seeking honestly to find new perspectives. Something happens in life, and that leads me into the intuition where situations come about in your 3D life that you could have never thought possible. Your left brain could have never worked all of this out, and these so-called coincidental encounters are actually a sign that you are on the right track. Case in point, I took my three kids and ran. I was a stay-at-home mom for over 10 years, had not a professional income, didn't know how and where I was gonna sleep and how I was gonna live. But I knew if I stayed longer and it was only triggered by my inner knowing saying, quarter past 11, you have to be out of here. And it was 11 o'clock at the time. Two kids in school, one in a nursery school. So I did. And I was free to go and live my life because had I not gone, I probably would have not lived. I'm not sure if my kids would have lived, maybe. But I wouldn't have had a chance to raise them. What I'm saying here is, Human beings have a software that is so powerful that it will do everything to get your attention. And disease, discomfort, trouble financially, trouble in relationship, health issues, a doctor sending you home to die, as it happened to me, the doctor said, look, sweetheart, You know, you're what, 90 pounds? A lot of women would kill to be that skinny nine months after the third child is born. And I said to him, look, I am the only person living in this body. I am collapsing and fainting all over the place. I am realizing now that you mean well, but it appears I'm with a plumber, and yet I have an electrical problem. Thanks for your help, but I have to figure this out myself. And in that moment of desperation, where all the loving people and all the community that I felt safe in suddenly disappeared, in fact, turned against me, thinking the woman is nuts. She's crazy. She needs to go on to depressions. She is talking about having been in contact with this and that and connected with her soul self and all of that. This is crap. The world I lived in in the early 90s was not open to this. Today, we have scientists proving, in many ways, whether it is uh, bio, uh, biologists like Dr. Bruce Lipton or physicists. Um, uh, oh, my God, what's a famous physicist? <laughs> I had the privilege of meeting who became a great inspirational speaker. I hope the name will come back. Oh, there's Nassim Harman. Nassim Herman, but there's also a fellow who came in the early '90s to unity church here and did a ceremony. Here is a Cherokee he's uh, uh, related to the Cherokee tribe, and he played the flute, and he woke me up to the understanding that the intelligence of the lives I live, the simultaneous existence we live, is all stored in our body. The body has universal knowledge and we need to develop the sensitivity to access it. Mm -hmm. Yet, living in pain, whether you have been traumatized through a car accident or in North America, many of us are immigrants and there's trauma related to that. We don't know, do we belong to this part of the world or there? So we, at some level, have so many traumatized that keep us in the fight and flight. And when our brain is switched in the reptilian perspective, it's very difficult to accept that there is something more loving, more supportive, that, you know, we deserve to be treated kindly, we deserve to have abundance. And yes, even though the experts say, Hildegard, you're not going to live, that there is enough opportunity there is a way to heal your body and you can see these children grow up you can make it happen even though the logical mindset are you crazy there's just no way you better take the medicine you follow mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. so how to listen to your intuition is by stepping back take your conditioned mind pause it and you know what is actually not right we can't pause it we acknowledge it and we kind of park it and we communicate and treat our logical mind as if we would treat a good friend or a secretary. I used mine as a personal secretary and say, so, you know what, I love you and appreciate you. You are here to constantly cross-reference the information stored in my subconscious because the mind works like a video camera, taking everything in, auditorily, through sound, through kinesthetics, smell and creates a database of experiences and the logical mind constantly cross-references and compares it to something that happened before, just to make sure you're safe. The Logical mind is great at these things, Mm -hmm. but it's not great at helping somebody who now has no more home, doctors say you're gonna die, you know, the financial people say, oh, you're gonna go bankrupt, what are you gonna feed yourself off, blah, blah, blah. In a situation like that, the logical mind is a useless tool. The power tool is the heart and the feelings. And because we experience trauma so much, we shut our feelings down. And when we allow our feelings to come up, initially it's painful, it's hurtful. We are confronted with things we don't want to look at. But as we continue to allow our feelings to come out, hence I'm a firm believer in journaling or talking to people you can really trust, through my journal, I over the years discovered what actually happened. Then I started to aggressively look what happened in my past. What has my soul split apart into different fragments? And how can I heal these bits? And the more I invested in, self-exploration and self-healing and was willing please show me somebody i need some help i don't know where show me the minute you ask the universe gives you Mm -hmm. and the answers do not come you know through a ghetto blaster or through an announcement on the television i worked in media before so come to believe that official media is never the answer stay away from it as far as you can and trust your own guidance and be very aware. The hit word these days is mindfulness. I don't like that at all. I like you to listen to your feelings and accept the bad feelings, the sad feeling, the hopelessness feelings, write about them. I feel hopeless because I feel useless because I feel lonely because. And whenever I write because, let's say I feel. Hopeless because I have kids to feed, no job, don't know where to sleep tonight, you know. And then I don't know where to sleep tonight because I trusted my teachers or I trusted my partner or I, whatever it is. And whatever what comes out, start again. Because and allow whatever comes out of you to come out. Because it will give you insight that you then can use. To act on and make a conscious choice. I recently got the privilege of being a columnist in a brand new magazine called A Beautiful Life magazine. And that's a title. You can go to abeautifullife.magazine.com, Order it. Uh, we'll soon have some experts online as well for people to read. And in one of the articles I wrote, I started it. I think it was the second column. I know that my soul has chosen all situations and people in order to have them contribute to the advancement of my consciousness. Now, many people argue, what is consciousness? Is it real? Is it not? Well, I can speak with a 100% authority that all there is is consciousness. Everything else comes and goes. And the more I become aware of that and the more I trust My inner guidance, which, again, doesn't show up through sound, through the eyes, through the physical ears, it can, in my case, for instance, I heard sounds on the radio, song on the radio, and I was hyper stressed, I had to find an apartment, I had to find it soon, and I didn't know where to go. And then Mariah Carey's tune came on, There is a Hero Inside. You know, I don't know exactly the words of it. And suddenly, I knew what to do. And I walked into real estate office and I talked to this lady on duty and I said, I need a house and I need it today and I have three little kids. And I was able to pull $2,000 out of an overdraft you know, my partner had closed bank accounts on me. I had no money, but I was successful enough to pull some overdraft money out. And I have enough for $1,000 first and last months, which was a lot of money way back then. And the woman said, yeah, actually, I have something. But anyway, the long and the short of it is the soul guides in unconventional ways. For instance, another situation, my car broke down. And I needed a van. I had three kids. I had a dog. And I thought I needed to pay cash for it. This is much many years later. At this point, I'm living alone with the kids. And I needed a new car. And I thought, well, $5,000, give me a clunker maybe. But I didn't want to take a loan. And in one day, I had seen the perfect car for which I had to take out a loan. But I refused to consider it. And in the one day between 9 o'clock and noon, when I had to pick up the kids from school to take them home for lunch, I had almost been run over by a truck that had the logo of Chrysler Canada on it. Oh, my goodness. I went to the grocery store, and I saw... Uh, a person waiting there on the checkout for his wife paying for groceries and the double page spread looking my way as I'm standing in line to pay for my food said Chrysler Canada last but not least I'm hurrying to the kids school one of my kids um, friend's father comes out of his pickup truck wearing a jacket Chrysler Canada he's working for Chrysler I saw it the third time I heard a loud voice inside my head saying, you better call the guy at Chrysler at Kingston Road and Port Union. It's no longer there anymore. But anyway, that's the uh, Chrysler dealer where I had seen the perfect white Voyager Chrysler van. I didn't want to buy because it needed. I needed to have a loan. And I'd just taken out a mortgage. I wanted to move up out of Toronto to buy a house in Eastern Ontario. So I didn't think I had the credit rating to pull it off. I took the kids. I bought pizza. I didn't even go home. I went back to the Chrysler dealer. The car was still there. The guy says, listen, Chrysler has a new financing deal. Sign here, and I don't know the details anymore. It's been a long time ago. I bought that car right then and there. Wow. And I was just in time because my house was closing the 15th of November and I had to drive 200 kilometers back, each back and forth to move my kids out of the city at the time. So there is power. I'm not a genius. I'm not a very well-educated human being. You know, I have a background in languages. I'm an interpreter, a broadcast journalist at some point. I worked in international trade. I'm an ordinary person. And for the longest time, I was beating myself up and saying, "What? why is my life going to hell in a hell basket? What did I do wrong? Well, I'm here to tell you, you didn't do anything wrong, just like I didn't do anything wrong. Our soul makes a plan. It's much like you buy a computer. You already know what you want to use it for. In your case, you do a lot of media stuff, can okay, graphic design, and you have a software that I don't have on my computer because I don't see you ever using it. Mm -hmm. The same way the soul puts in the software necessary for the mission has put itself on task for this incarnation. And there's also a divine timeline when things get activated. And events in our life happen for us to wake up and sit back and question, are we really spending our days, because life on this planet, as I discovered, is very precious. It can be over just like that. And many people like me who had near-death experiences, we are very privileged Because that moment you lose your fear, false evidence appearing real. And the system we are conditioned in, we have been uh, conditioned to follow those fear emotions. Fear of not being good enough. Fear of not being successful enough. Fear of not being smart enough. So um I think we might be into a break here, are we Kay?
0: Yeah. So I'll when we get back that. when we get back from the break, I wanna touch on some trouble areas that people experience, which is, you know, having these crises pop up, health problems, different kinds yeah. of issues. How is that an indication that we're not listening to our intuition and how our energy is being blocked so when we come back from the great from the break we're gonna discuss and dig into that and shortly after that if anybody wants to call in and ask Hildegard some questions you'll definitely have an opportunity for that so we shall be right back Listeners, if you're ready to change your life, you've come to the right place. My name is Caleb Truth, and I'm your catalyst dedicated to sharing good vibes, mind-expanding, and heart-centered information. Knowledge is power. In this fast-paced world, it is so easy to get distracted by the matrix and miss out on connecting with the right people and information that will truly help you in living your best life. On this radio program, I save you time and energy by sharing awesome people, new discoveries, life solutions, and wisdom to help you take action and create a positive shift in your life. I invite you to join me and share in this exciting adventure. Listen to Beyond the Veil on innerlightradio.com every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Beyond the Veil, inspiring conscious evolution. All right, and we're back. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Again, you're listening to Beyond the Veil with myself, Caleb Truth, on innerlightradio.com. And today, my guest is Hildegard Miner. And if you're just tuning in now, we were previously talking about the intuition and how the intuition guides us throughout life to, I guess, follow our soul's blueprint, which is. Something that not many of us believe in, some of us do, but this idea that we do on some level plan some of the things, the experiences that we want to have in this lifetime so we can grow and evolve as souls. So one aspect of life that is oftentimes challenging is um, listening to the intuition. And we we have things that happen in our life with health issues, family issues, relationship issues, money issues, all these kinds of things that pop up. And a lot of a lot of great masters and teachers over time have kind of indicated to us that when these things happen, it's it's a trigger point. It's the universe kind of communicating to you that something is out of alignment, that something's out of balance. And a lot of great masters also say that in order to listen, to be able to hear your intuition, you must still and silent your mind. If you have a whole bunch of you know, monkey mind behavior going on where you're thinking of a thousand things at once, you're unable to just be present in the moment, then you're unable to receive or hear this information. So before I get into the next bit of this, if you'd like to call in, uh, the number is 310-928-7733. So again, 310-928-7733. So Hildegard, when people are experiencing these obstacles and these challenges in their life, from your perspective, what is going on on a soul level? Well, I can
1: again just speak about my own experience and I've come to trust my soul with mine and my kids' life because, as I said before, people gave me up and did prognosticate that I would never see my kids grow from kindergarten and now all of them are done university, so the guidance I received on some level seemed to be working and I'm still here in spite of all predictions. Um, let me just talk about fear for a moment because I have learned that human beings are an energetic construct. We are not solid and the quantum physics proves it. On a deeper level, We are energetic wave patterns. Much like a radio station runs on a certain frequency, each human being oscillates a very unique energetic vibe. And everybody knows. You know, you go to a party or you meet somebody, a friend of a friend, and you go, oh, this person has a creepy vibe. So we all have that. You think of a friend, and sure, the phone rings, and the person comes up. We need to just pay attention to this. Here's the thing though, back to fear. Fear is a very low resonating vibration. And our predominant thoughts, one of my first books on the journey of self-discovery, I read and the first speakers I ever heard was Dr. Deepak Chopra. And he had a tape series uh, timeless mind, timeless body, and he talked about the frequency of our thoughts. And he said the human being has, what, sixty, seventy thousand 70,000 thoughts a day. The problem is we have the same thoughts over and over again, and we complain that we have the same reality coming about because what we think becomes our words, or First, what are we believe become our thoughts, what, our thoughts are become our words. Our words become our actions. The consequences of our actions in accumulation, whether the choices are conscious or unconscious, at the end of the day, are um, the reality we have today. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. So, I think um, there's this book called Power versus Force, and it classifies... The emotional scales of a human being, anger, hatred, resentment is very low, I don't know, 200 or something, whereas self-love, maybe five or 600, don't quote me on it, I don't have the numbers, you can look it up. The point is, fear, emotions of guilt, shame, blame, judging of myself and other people, and blaming my partner and blaming my parents and blaming society and whatever, When we are in that thought loop, we resonate very low. And what we are afraid of and what we focus on that could potentially go wrong, by my personal experience, always goes wrong. Human beings always create their own reality. Mm -hmm. And we do it through what we believe, what we believe to be worthy of having, what we believe to be worthy of experiencing, by what we spend our time on. So if life has gone haywire, I have a massive problem. I don't know how I got there. First step is look at how am I spending my time? How are my self-care habits? And in 99% of the cases of people I had the privilege of speaking to, they put themselves last. There's a job, there's a family, there's a husband, there's a next door neighbor. They do not allocate time for self-care. For the things that make their soul sing.
0: I know but, I definitely fell into that pro, uh, problem <laughs> or that okay. issue in my life.
1: <laughs> so think of it. So if I'm oscillating to the universe that I'm everybody's slave, and I please don't quote me exactly on this, but it feels like we are enslaving ourselves voluntarily to whatever and whoever. I don't feel comfortable in skinny jeans, but it happens to be the fashion. So am I going to squeeze myself into them? No, I probably find the pair of Levi's with straight legs because I feel more comfortable. The feeling are the guidance system of our soul, in my experience. And yes, I said earlier, discomfort is there. And then we have to figure out how in the eight hours or twelve hours of waking time we have, How many things do we do a day that make us feel comfortable and that make us feel uncomfortable? And if my relationship with my boss is uncomfortable or my relationship with my children or my spouse or whatever are uncomfortable, then that is a sign for me to focus there and not pointing the finger because point the finger away from you and you see three fingers pointing back. Where the Mm -hmm. most fingers point is the real issue. I always told my kids when they were very little, don't tell me what so-and-so did. Tell me what you did, respectively. What is a proper solution so this very incident doesn't happen again? How can we do better? Everything else is a waste of time. And that's the root of all wars, of all conflict. I want to point the finger at somebody else, and I don't want to take responsibility. And taking a 100% responsibility for what it is, the good, bad, and the ugly, is the ultimate power tool and the beginning to shift the vibration from fear-based living or existing, like as a victim of conditioned responses to what's going on out there. Because I can never control out there. Our ego lets us to believe that we control what's going on around us. It Doesn't work. There's seven billion people. How am I going to control them all? That's insanity. Mm-hmm. So the beginning, looking at the problem, the way it is now, and do the best to just keep who I think is responsible for it in my egocentric existence, which I was very much living in at the time, and look at. at what did I do to get here? And how can I act in this very moment to transform the experience, to eliminate, maybe if you can't eliminate the pain right away, but how can I ease my pain? And how can we best ease our pain? Again, not focus on the pain, but find out something that gives you joy. In my case, it was music, it was nature, it was pouring a bubble bath at four o'clock in the morning if need be while all the kids were asleep. Make a daily ritual of self-care and self-love. And as we do that, develop the skill. And if you need help with that, this is what intuitive awareness is all about. I see images of when people talk to me and I'll ask questions. I have no answers, really. But for some reason, I use my extra sense perceptions, and suddenly I get perspectives or help my clients give perspectives on what's going on in their life. And they suddenly go, oh, my God, this woman you see there, that is is—is my grandmother. Oh, I didn't know that my husband gets scared when I'm loud and boisterous and doesn't feel loved and wants to run away. You know, things like that happen. But if you actively... Look inside, acknowledge how you feel, and love your left brain when it goes away and say, oh, you don't have time for this, and you should be home, and you need to be doing that. It just wants to keep you safe. Assure your left mind and ask it to maybe connect with your heart, because you can never shut it up by just telling it to. But focus to build parallel to this chattering mind, your heart center, build it up. And a very easy way to look at whether you're predominantly having fear-based thoughts, whether these 70,000 thoughts a day are predominantly resonating low or high, is by just becoming, and there's a word mindful, very helpful, become mindful of what you think. Walking down the street, you see somebody and immediately it's, oh my God, you know, that color isn't good on that person. It happens to me still. I've been at this for a very long time, and suddenly my old programming, my fear-based programs—oh, you can't do that! Who do you think you are? You want to go on that radio show with people you have, you know, just met? K, okay, but you, you don't know who the inner light radio people are. You really want to do that? The left brain jumps in and wants to sabotage
0: what my soul says I am to do. So, adding to that quickly. You mentioned earlier the ego. Mm-hmm. How does the ego, like, where does, how does that come into play in the grander scheme of things? Because we, I think we've all experienced, obviously, living in our ego. And I think a lot of us have also experienced how damaging the ego can be to our, our spiritual journey. So how does the, when we start living in our ego, like, and from your perspective, your experience, what does it feel like? Or what is, how did it look like? And number two, how does that block, Uh, yourself or other you feel like you know in your experience from tapping into the information that the intuition is trying to filter through to your I guess conscious awareness you see ego is a good thing in a way because it's connected
1: to our left brain and it's designed to keep us safe it's our survival it's deeply connected to our uh, survival mechanism it's important I don't say get rid of the ego however become mindful of how it plays tricks on you. For instance, you're working in an office, a colleague is treating you disregardingly, and you suddenly feel that she's sabotaging your work, let's say. You go home, you're angry and you're mad, but you haven't expressed anything to the person who you feel disregarded by. So now you're you're really not kind to your partner, you're mad at the kids, the dog, whatever. And you go to bed still thinking about it. The next morning, you take the bus to go to work, let's say, or the car, and you have somebody cut you off and, you know, giving the person a finger. What has happened is part of your true self has been hurt, and yet the hurt hasn't been addressed. And then the story you make up about that hurt, that your colleague is sabotaging you, doesn't like you, blah, 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 will grow to become your reality. And we have many incidents like that in a day. And over the years, the accumulation of stories we carry that have nothing to do with truth and reality will grow. And suddenly we have built all these facades and our true self is completely buried underneath it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Does that make sense? So the ego then can be helpful because it shows me in this particular incident, I now need to go back to that colleague and say, hey, you know, yesterday I left the office feeling that you're sabotaging my work or undermining my authority or whatever the situation is. Could we please speak about that? And as you discuss these issues, and it takes a lot of courage to do that, especially if it's your boss who doesn't treat you right. Your paycheck may depend on having a relationship with this person. So, But it scares the crap out of us to actually have these difficult interactions. Yet the minute we do, what happens is, we transform the oscillation from our body. We are signaling into the universe, and we are all connected like a spider's web. The universe listens in. Even though on this earth, you might get away with whatever, theft or murder or manipulation, but in the bigger scheme of things on a conscious level, it can never be undone unless you actively undo the damage you do or that I can undo the damage I did. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in me now judging my colleague for sabotaging my work or not liking me or whatever, I somehow damage their vibration and lower their vibration as well. And that brings us to we are all connected the individual doesn't go and have to run for president. The individual doesn't go and have to invent a new, you know, environmentally friendly flying machine. The biggest service we can do to each other is to love ourselves, figure out what makes us tick. You know, going back to my religious upbringing, Jesus once said, know yourself and all the wisdom of the universe will be given on to you. And that's an individual trip. And that is individual and it's free of religion. It's a personal spiritual journey that we are all called upon to walk on. And it's a tough road. And many people say, Oh, what you're talking about. I don't understand a word about it. This is crazy. Go get a real job. But I now see that the consciousness on this planet is expanding so fast and our existing systems. While they're able to help on some level, cannot help along that soul journey. But the hope for this whole path is, whenever the student is ready, they somehow connect with that new teacher. It may be a book that falls off the shelf. It may be an inscription on, you know, a bomber jacket or maybe a truck that tries to run you off the road or the person didn't, this is, again, my ego talking. It's not the truck trying to run me off the road. Maybe I wasn't paying attention.
0: Mm -hmm. And it
1: all worked out clearly nicely because that was the second time in three hours I saw the Chrysler Canada logo. You see what I mean? I love experiencing
0: those synchronicities.
1: Yeah, and synchronicities is actually when we are in our unique vortex because everything is there. But our ego and our fear-based existence and our conditioning keeps us away from our true authentic self. And how can I have loving relationships with people if I don't have the courage to be true to myself? Because if I pretend to be something I'm not, how can you actually interact with me in a way that our relationship is mutually beneficial and fulfilling and happy-making? You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we are building all this fakeness and the glamour and the material world. Oh, you know, I live in the most expensive part of town and I have the expensive purse and the fancy car and I life looks great. I live that way. But on the inside, I was living a life of quiet desperation because my soul was trying to get my attention to actually do the job I'm now in the process of doing. And to switch out of fear into love we need to work on our body we need to work on the instrument you know whether it's cleaning the colon or taking all in one powdered food source or cleaning the liver or working on weight loss because when you are ready the right stuff will show up you just got to trust your intuition that in a little voice and by the way it's not always a voice some people uh, see pictures on the floor they see images in the clouds they are more kinesthetic they suddenly have a feeling they need to turn left instead of right
0: mm-hmm.
1: the logic says no the kid's school is this way suddenly they find themselves turned the other way they meet somebody or they avoid an accident or find something they were desperately looking for you know what i'm saying the magic of living life like guided from within i want everybody to experience it Miracles are real, but they're only perceived as miracles as long as we don 't know how it works
0: so here 's a, a quick question for you how do we how do we know like what are, what do you feel are some indications when someone is living in fear or living in their ego well ask are you asking me about somebody else about yourself let's say from your experience like from your personal experience as you 've been on this journey. And as you're becoming more self-aware, how did you recognize when you were living in your ego? Oh,
1: because my predominant thought patterns are fear-based. Guilt, shame, blame, judgment, self-criticism, you know, negative thought patterns.
0: It's all ego-based. So when, as you experience those feelings, what were, just to like offer some listeners some advice, what methods did you use to shift yourself out of the fear, guilt, shame, blame? Great question, Kay. Excellent question.
1: I took a pen to paper and I wrote down, I am grateful for. I am grateful I have one leg that's still working even though the other one isn't doing so well. I'm so grateful I have these healthy children. I'm so grateful I have a roof over my house again. I'm so grateful there's still gas in the tank and food in the fridge gratitude switches it's almost like you're putting a a light switch on and off it switches the vibration I can switch the dial on the radio from FM to AM at a moment's notice and appreciation and gratitude for what is even though it's ever so painful will over time help us recondition our thought patterns And as we adjust, and with that, we gradually have the courage to question our deeply ingrained beliefs. We may not even believe we have. And in so doing, we start to take slightly different actions. And Mm -hmm. we start to speak differently. I am now mindful when I'm saying something unkind to somebody. I might have in my ego mind all justification to be unkind to that person. But no, now knowing that the guy maybe ran into my car, that was a message. There's a deeper meaning behind it. And it turns out the person then happens to be in a field I know nothing about and I need to learn something from. And we then agree, well, the damage isn't all that bad. Maybe we shouldn't say it to our insurance company. And now we proceed Moving on working together and becoming best friends. The universe has a weird way of putting people together And I say weird in a loving way. I love it the way it happens.
0: hmm So also what uh, Do you feel are some practices? Um, or habits, let's say mm-hmm. that people can incorporate into their lifestyle So that they can live more in harmony with their soul and and what they what their soul needs to evolve into Uh, versus living in fear and living in the ego?
1: Well, you know, we have the habit, or at least I was conditioned to get up in the morning, have a shower, brush my teeth, you know, do things like that. We can develop a habit, and everybody can choose how to use their time. I mean, we make commitments to other people, yet we then develop the discipline to say, okay, before I have to do the things for other people, whether it's family, loved ones... Job, you know, career, whatever it is. Take some time every day. Probably first thing in the morning to sit and be grateful. A that you woke up again because it Mm -hmm. may not happen tomorrow. Look at what you're grateful for. You don't have to knee down and, you know, do the big meditation pose. If that's your thing, do it. If not, do whatever it is. Take a moment to just reflect on your gratitudes and the riches in your life. And I'm not talking material riches. The health you have, the the people in your life, the opportunities. And then also get clear on who you want to be today. How are you going to interact with what's on your agenda today? And you can also use Uh, you know for business you have a calendar, you have a 10 o'clock appointment, you have a 12 o'clock appointment, whatever it is make an appointment with yourself to have a sit down breakfast alone or with the people you love have a sit down lunch eliminate the checking of the messages 24 hours a day Mm -hmm. assert yourself with the people around you and you know, say to them too bad to call me at 12.30 at night it's not how I roll anymore I go to bed at Whatever, 11. Read something inspiring. Take some time and ask your body because your body has an interesting way of talking to you and I can't tell you how it works for you, but I know how it works for me. If something feels right to me, I have this as if a million ants go up and down
0: my spine and it feels right. Okay, so just to like quickly stop there, we're gonna be closing the show in a few minutes. Do you wanna give them your contact information and websites if they wanna get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, they can get a hold of me via hildegardgmeiner.ca, uh, dot C A, respectively Higher Awareness, H I R E A W A R E N E S S dot com it's a play on words, buy yourself awareness and reach higher awareness. And you can also reach me via Skype. And um yeah, I'd be glad to speak with you and hopefully you gain some insights and learn something from my experience that at least my hope that by sharing my story and the things that I discovered work for me, I can make a difference to other people. And Hopefully have everybody live life to the fullest, express their soul, gifts and talents, because I think everybody is a genius and everybody has an important role to play to fill this universal puzzle of uh, our existence here on this planet at this time. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: You are welcome. This was very awesome. So listeners, before we end this program, I'm just going to take some time to read a few quotes that I feel is totally relevant to this conversation. So the first one is a quiet mind is able to hear intuition over fear. That's definitely one of my favorites. I think it's very true. I think if we all worked on just stilling our mind in the moment, I think the truth that we need to know in that moment will be revealed to us. The next quote that I love is from, the, um, is from Steve Jobs. Follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. I think that's also absolutely correct, and I've I experienced that on my journey. The next one is from also one of my favorites, Neil Donald Walsh. Built into you is an internal guidance system that shows you the way home. All you need to do is heed the voice. I think if each one of us spent the time to know ourselves better, as Hildegard talked about, do the self-care and really come into greater alignment with ourselves, I think we can alleviate unnecessary pain and suffering on our journey and just live a life of more joy and happiness. So if you've led this program, uh, tune in again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. If you would like to get in contact with me you can find me at www.klovetruth.com you can also find me on instagram at klovetruth and on facebook as klovetruth and if you would like to know more information about this magazine that hildegard is writing for you can find it at www.abeautifullife.com so sending you all lots of love and remember be in your heart be in your truth Be in your power, thank you so much for joining me.